The would you rather could be, would you rather watch Star Wars again or be in a room filled with 50 bees? (laughs) (laughs) I think we just made our intro clip. (laughs) Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Patrick, I want to welcome you to the Design Much podcast, you and all of our listeners. It's the podcast you listen to to level up your design game one bite-sized skill at a time. And um, today we, we're, we're, we're going to go over what it's like to get your first job in UX um, and how you can prepare to get your first job. So what are the skills you need to get that first job? So um, that's what we're doing today. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, sounds good. And there's there's a lot of uh, I mean we've we interviewed a lot of junior designers here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of junior designers out there in the uh, in the wilderness trying to look for jobs right now. In the wilderness, out there in the wilderness, wandering through the snow. Yeah, and and yeah, um, scared. They don't know what's going to happen. Their future is completely unknown. They graduated either from college or a boot camp, and they're trying to make their way. They're trying to navigate their way through the tech scene here, um, in Utah. As, as juniors, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of companies aren't necessarily hiring junior designers. Yeah, well, why is that? I don't know. I mean, I have my own opinions yeah. right, of why somebody wouldn't want to hire junior designers. First of all, I think uh, you have to be prepared and ready for hiring junior designers. Okay. Like you have to have uh, a mentor for that kind of thing. Yeah, you have to have a system in place for how you're going to onboard this person, <clears throat> right? Yeah, because you can't you can't expect a junior designer to come on board and just like start cranking out yeah. great, awesome product when they've never done this before. You you the same way you also couldn't expect, uh, say, a junior uh, you know surgeon to just do brain surgery on, on day one. Like, there's got to be there is a learning curve, a practical learning curve to this, mm-hmm. right? And designers are very like what we do is very similar to what surgeons do too. So that's a great analogy. Yeah, life life in our hands. Yeah, every day. Every day. Uh, especially at all of the like the financial places that we do, you know, financial apps or education apps, we, like mm-hmm. life directly in the palms of our hands. Yeah, that's why, that's why all of us designers have God complexes. <laughs> <laughs> we have an influx of, is it influx or onflux? Influx? I think it's influx. Influx of uh, like boot camps, like Dev Mountain. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, Dev Point Labs, at least locally. Uh, there's a lot of online um, places that, that crank out junior designers, um, you know, like thinkful.com. There's some other places. Um, and so junior designers are coming out into the, into the world, uh, expecting to get a job, but it's taken them a little bit long to get a job. Um, and I think partially because I think here in Utah too, we have a startup culture or a startup mentality. And I think most companies that are in a startup phase are either contracting their design workout to somebody that they knew from a previous life, you know, from a previous company that they worked at, mm-hmm. or they're looking for somebody to come in and be like a very generalist, like jack of all trades, do all of the marketing materials, do the website, do the application, do all that kind of stuff. And um, they're probably not looking for a junior designer to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one part of it. Another part of it, I think from uh, another company perspective is they see it as kind of a liability to the company. Uh, in that, like, just in their minds, they're thinking if they hire, like, a senior designer to come in, that they don't have to train them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that's true, Andy? 
like that that idea that if I hire a senior person, they come in, I don't have to tell them to do anything. They're just going to do it. Um, I, I think to an aspect, um, it, it might be true that you can at least trust to know what they're doing in terms of design. You can say like, we need to design this this portion of the app, this new feature, and they can start with that process. Um, but I think there are some things that like you do have to like let them know what our design culture is, like how we do our process, because that process can change from company to company. So it's not entirely true that you can just hire and forget it, right? Set it and forget it with a designer. Um, but for the most part with a senior designer, I would um, imagine a lot of companies have that expectation that they can um, get the job done. They can start, um, start, hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a, like you're, you're a company, you have a specific product, mm-hmm. right? That could, could have years. Like people have been using this thing for years and there's a, there's a certain, there's a certain, uh, there's a certain tone, there's a certain voice, there's a certain cadence to this product that you get. And you hire a senior designer to come on board. Um, you can't necessarily instantly expect them to jump on board with that, right? Yeah. Initially. So it's kind of a risk anyway. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, so whether you hire a junior or like a junior is just not going to have the skills to like some, like on some level not have the skills to do the design work that you'll have to kind of coach. But also they're more uh, malleable in that way, right? Like they can adapt a lot faster. Mm-hmm than like a senior designer, right? Um, and I think that's a really good part of a junior designer, something they can add to your team is just the ability to like um, adapt really well and learn really well versus like some senior designers don't want to learn at all. Yeah, and and here at Canopy with our design team, you've actually wanted to hire some junior designers. So was that one of the main reasons why you wanted to bring on junior designers as opposed to senior or just mid-level designers? Um, I just wanted a, a more diverse point of view on the team. Yeah, like okay. really, um, I also think it challenges the senior designers in a way that they don't get challenged in another company. Yeah, because they have to do that mentoring, right? Mm-hmm. They, have they have to, to actually help out and have to contribute to the team. Like they're forced. You're kind of forced to. Yeah. Because if not, the product might suffer, and you don't want the product to suffer, right? No, you don't want the product to suffer. Yeah. Nobody wants the product to suffer. No. Ryan Johnson wanted the product to suffer. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Is that his name, Ryan Johnson? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, somebody put too much trust in a writer director of the new Star Wars franchise, and uh, may have just ruined it. In your eyes, I think you ruined it. I think in uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, fifty five percent of the audience's eyes. I don't know, man. I, I think I think people are just jumping on the hay bandwagon. Like, it, it could be that I'm completely wrong. Like when I first saw Episode One for the first time, of course I was a little kid. But when I walked out, I, I was like, "That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Looking back, it wasn't that amazing at all. So I, I could be like looking at this with, um, you know, that that sort of lens. Like it's Star Wars. It's new. It's shiny. <laughs> it's true. It could have a lot of flaws that I could maybe see later on. But I think overall, I enjoyed it, and I think it had like a, it's it's good. Yeah, it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. And we had a fun interview with Ashley, too. Uh, uh, she's a junior. So Ashley Hunt is a junior designer uh, that just started over at MX. Um, and she's been, how long did she say she's been? She's been there for uh, four, month, four months, I think she said. Four months? Yeah. Yeah, so not, not very long at all. But what we wanted to do is kind of talk to her about some of the skills that she's gained in that, in that short time. And, and a lot of it kind of around, like, what were you not prepared for? Uh, what did you not expect when you when you start a job? So let's go ahead and uh, go over that interview. It was a great interview. Hope everybody can learn 
um, a few things right. <laughs> so um, how or where did you learn UX? Well, I did a boot camp at Dev Mountain. And that was when I was first entered. I mean, I went into it kind of knowing what it was, but, but not all the way. I maybe made an impulsive decision to go to Dev Mountain, but okay. that's where I was. Okay, so you didn't really have any sort of background at all. You, you kind of had an idea of what it was, but no specific background as, as to like experience in UX at all. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Cool. And so um, you've recently started your your first job as a UX designer, right? How long have you been working now? Let's see, a little over two months. Two months. Yeah, so not awesome. that long. Well, that's cool. <laughs> How has it been so far? Oh, it's been a crazy ride. Um... I just feel like I learn a lot every day. There was there's so much more to learn, um, and so yeah, that's what I do every day. Okay. I come in and I learn new things, and yeah, it's been great. Cool. So, so why do you think that you got the job? Oh, I I want to say luck a little bit. Really. Um, <laughs> so, but but also I think. Um, like being personable, like networking is a big thing, like get going out there, getting to know people um, and like being passionate about what you do is like, is a big thing, especially at where I work at MX. Mm-hmm. We really look for people who are really passionate, passionate about, you know, whatever they're doing, whether it's UX or like developing or anything like that. Cool. So, so you kind of think you had like a lot of like ins, like you knew a lot of people that were already in MX when you. Um, not re- Well, no, I didn't know anybody there. Okay. Um, but I do feel like I gained a lot of like experience and a lot more knowledge by like networking and meeting other people. Oh. Like I met Patrick and Patrick helped me out. And there was a couple other people, at other companies that I would just go to lunch with and just talk about UX. And mm-hmm. I think that helped me, you know, in my interviews and, and things like that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, so back when you're at Dev Mountain, right, you're, you're studying to become a UX designer. Yeah. Um, what sort of expectations did you have? Like, what did you think your day to day would be like? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think probably the biggest thing that I expected that that didn't happen was that people would come to you with one problem at a time. Like, hey, we need to do this one thing. And you spend your time and you're like, let's research this. Let's do all of the steps. And you go through it all just seamlessly. And then Mm -hmm. you give it to development and they're like, okay, we'll make this. But I mean, I don't know how it is at other companies, but at MX, it's like people are always coming to you and they're always needing things and you're having to juggle, you know, what's more important. Um, So yeah, it's definitely busier than I thought it would be. Okay. A lot busier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So you figured it'd just be a lot more simple, like really straightforward. You need to work on this one project, Ashley, and that's it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to talk to you about anything else. Just well, they give this. you the process. <laughs> like you do this process, your design process, and it's and it's it's so nice and, and laid out, but it doesn't always turn out that way. Okay. So, you know. And what are some of those like changes that you've seen in the, in the process that like what actually didn't turn out the way you thought it would? Um... I think some of it is business needs. So like one project that I'm working on is um, for a certain company and they have needs that need to be met. And sometimes we don't have time to, you know, take certain steps and we have to kind of either adapt to it or maybe change things a little bit. And so 
that it's definitely, I think the design process changes with every project that you do. You don't always need every single step. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you kind of like add stuff in there or you have to go back. You're like, well, I, I have to go back to this one because I, I don't think I understood it fully. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. So you have to make some compromises here and there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of yeah. different aspects of the, the design process. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, in Dev Mountain, do they, they talk about that stuff? The, they, they taught you the design process, but I guess yeah. you had the expectation while you were there that it's just going to be one, you know, one in in and out, right, of the design process. It's not going to be a lot of compromises or changes. You didn't have that expectation, right? Um, yeah, but I don't know if that was kind of like my own thinking. Okay. Because I, I do remember the, the instructors talking about that. Like, you're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to change things. But I think being told that and then experiencing uh-huh. that are two <laughs> different things. So... Yeah, and that's not something I really experienced a lot at Dev Mountain. Our projects were our own. We worked at our own pace. We did them how we wanted. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so we didn't really experience a lot of that. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of... Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I think at any... I think at any... Like any school... Like not to, not to just pigeonhole Dev Mountain. Sure. But like at any school, like when I was going to school, it was the same way. Like you, you just don't have multi. You don't have that multi-project thing going on. Yeah, it's really just like do this one tiny thing, and you don't have other. You're not even working with anybody else. Yeah, you're not working with developers or anybody. You're just you're going through the design process as a, as a designer, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't experience the handoff and everything like that. And mm-hmm. Everything like that entails, and you know them coming back to you with questions or. Or, you know, needing changes that doesn't that doesn't happen in school. So yeah, or the opinions of everybody else on your team. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's got a design opinion. Yeah, and how to weigh those different opinions, like leadership versus the people on your team, and yeah. So there's definitely none of that as part of an aspect of of the education, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that makes a lot of sense. Um. So when when you first started, you know, you get there and you start like a few weeks in. Did, did you find out that there was something that maybe you weren't prepared for, like something? Um, that was missing in terms of what you knew about UX and what you had to really um, step up to actually complete the the position, the job, right? Yeah. Um, and I still think there's a lot of things that I'm finding out. I'm, I mean, you can go to school for three months and learn a lot, mm-hmm. but you're never going to learn everything you need to know for a job. Mm-hmm. And so like even the project I'm working on right now, I'm working on onboarding, which we covered. But I mean, onboarding is such a huge topic that I've had to do tons of research and talk to a lot of people. Um, and now, you know, they want to do animations for the onboarding. And I've never done an animation before in my life. So now I'm learning <laughs> After Effects, which if anybody has ever used that is really hard to learn. <laughs> I have someone helping me, but, you know, and it's taking me longer than, than it should. And that's frustrating for a new person who really wants to prove themselves. You know, you really want to go in and like, really kill it and then to spend longer than you should on a project it's kind of frustrating but sometimes you just have to learn things on the job yeah 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 i think i've learned a lot like the majority of the things that i've learned in my career is like on the job like yeah yeah lots a lot of like designing things that i've had to learn just right there so i I definitely can relate to that for sure (laughs) that's awesome um so if you could go back um throughout when you were learning UX, like what would you change or modify to better prepare yourself for this position? Like maybe, so you're saying like one of the aspects is you didn't quite have that knowledge of how to do animation. Yeah. Like you would, would you go back and maybe 
kind of play with After Effects a little bit more <laughs> if you were to go back in time? Or I think that's something hard because in a in a boot camp school, they really have to narrow it down to what can we do in three months. And mm-hmm. After Effects is not is not something you can teach in a day. Yeah. Um, it's also not something that's necessarily required. That's true. From a designer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's true. But there is a lot that I find myself because my mentor at um, MX, he's really awesome and he has a pretty good design background. And I don't have a lot of experience when it comes to design. So there's a lot of things he'll, you know, he'll tell me like, oh, typography wise, like you don't want to do this. You want to do this. And and we did a typography class in Dev Mountain and it's probably like half a day that we spent on it, but there's so much more um, to know. So I think probably one of the best things is like having a good mentor at the place that you like decide to work is probably one of the biggest things because without the person, my mentor that helps me at MX, like I would be, I would be completely lost um, in my job, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you recommend to people who maybe don't have a mentor, maybe they're a sole UX designer and just starting their new job, what would you recommend that they do to actually learn the skills that they need? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Definitely, like, be involved in product type, I would say, because people in the community are so willing to help. Like, Patrick, when I was looking for a job, was willing to help me out, and there's, like, some people at NAV and places like that that would have lunch with me and talk with me and, and help me, like, develop my skills, and so I think... Like, if you can reach out to those people, then then do it. And spend the extra time after work um, talking to those people and maybe talking to them about the problems that you're having because you're going to have a lot of problems when you first start. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, right? That's just a few. In the first few months here um, that you've been working, like, have you seen, like, a, a big increase in your skills? Like, your skills have improved rapidly or kind of slowly or... Um, so I think probably the biggest skill that I've improved on like more rapidly is like asking the right questions. So I think that's something that's like, you have to learn by experience. You don't go to a school and they're like, Hey, these are the exact questions you need to ask about a problem. And when I first started, you know, I'd go to my PM and he'd be like, Hey, this is what we want to do. And I'd ask you know, what I thought were good questions. And then I talked to my mentor about it and he'd be like, well, what about this? What about this? I'm like, I didn't ask him any of that. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been like trying to be better at. Um, as far as my other skills, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm the same in sketch and everything like that. Like as far as tools go, I feel about the same amount of confidence, but um, as far as like navigating like a company and like talking to people and, and talking to a development team, I definitely feel a lot better now than like when I first started, someone would message me and I would be like terrified. Like <laughs> developer would message me and I'd be like, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell them. And I'd, I'd sit and I'd stare at it for a while and be like, okay, I have to type something back. But, but now they message me and I feel like pretty confident that I can answer their questions. So I think that's one of the biggest things. So is that a skill in and of itself? Like just knowing what questions to ask? Yeah, I think it like is. is that something that you've developed? Yeah, and I well, I was talking to someone about this the other night because um, we were talking about you know what don't you learn in school um, that you wish you would have was kind of kind of similar and um, I kind of like related because I used to work in dispatch and like when I first started there people would call in and I wouldn't know what questions to ask and it took me a good six months before I 
could stop like calling people. I would always have to call people back because the officer would be like, what did you ask on this? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> um, and it's kind of been the same way here. You know, I, I feel like I feel pretty confident. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And then I go to my mentor because we, we meet up all the time and I, I talk to him about what I'm doing and he's like, what did you ask him? You know, what did you ask him about this or what's the context? And, and I, I, I had a hard time like knowing what to ask. And so I definitely think it's a skill like knowing how to attack a problem is, is probably one of the biggest things, like at least at MX that like we do in UX is, is kind of figured out. Do you, um, do you mentor at Dev Mountain? No, I don't. Did you mentor at Dev Mountain? Mm -hmm. Oh, I did. I didn't do it. Yeah. If you were to mentor at Dev Mountain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're dealing with people that are that don't have the you know not not in your same position. Like, what's the one skill that you would tell them now that's the most valuable thing that they need to learn? Um, I hate to be a broken record, but I would say asking the right question. Like, I think that's a huge thing. Um, and I would also say like learning how to talk to a, to developers and and working back and forth with them because. I know when I was at Dev Mountain, we, we could pair up with the developers there. Mm -hmm. um, I never did. And it's something that I wish I would have done because like now I'm like, well, how do I get this to the developers and what kind of questions are they going to ask? Um, I'm doing the animation right now. And before I even started, I was like, I don't even know how the developers implement this. So I had to go and ask because I had no idea. Um, so that's definitely something I would suggest people to do is, is try, if you can try and work with developers and whoever else you can, like collaborate with people. Don't just work by yourself. Don't just isolate yourself. Yeah. Which is what designers want to do. <laughs> yeah. We want to work alone in our basements. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's totally against our nature, right? You want to turn your lights out. Yeah. Uh, have a really <laughs> bright, big screen. Wear your front shirt with the bright colors on it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, put your Christmas lights up. Yeah, my my outside lights, yes, not my Christmas <laughs> lights. lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we love as designers to do that. And it's definitely like, as you said, against our nature to actually talk to people. But I think the best sort of designers are the ones that are really good at talking to people that have those soft skills. Mm -hmm. So um, not only learning how to do that with the users, right, but also the people you work with, the developers, other designers, um, with mentors so you can actually learn the right skills, right? Yep. And communicating what you need to learn with them. I, that's probably important, I imagine. In, in our last podcast that we just did, yeah. uh, we interviewed Andy Page. Oh. Together we interviewed, he interviewed himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he brought up empathy and learning how to be empathetic, yeah. I guess is what you would say. Yep. Empathetic? Yeah. Or just pathetic? Um, I'm already pathetic, so... <laughs> Just the empathetic so part. Naturally, we're all to, naturally yeah, empathetic. I have to learn how to be empathetic, but yeah. Um, but learning how to be, to, to, to develop empathy for your users. Yeah. Um, is that something you've been working on? Uh, and how have you been trying to understand or build that empathy with your users that you're currently working with? Yeah, it's definitely something that I, um, that I work on. And probably the biggest thing I do right now is I do the user testing um, for MX right now. And so... It's really interesting to like watch a user use something and become frustrated. And it's not something that you thought, you know, you're like, well, yeah. why is that even a problem? And you see it and, and it makes you realize. Um, 
Also, I use the product that we make, so that makes a huge difference, you know. And my husband uses it, so he'll come to me and be like, "Why doesn't why why is it like this?" And I'll be like, "I'll tell him," and he's like, "Well, that's dumb." <laughs> um, so like, or you know, just talking to family and stuff who use like our product, um, I think that's a big way to empathize too, because I don't know, it it helps you to to know what users are thinking. But yeah, that's probably the biggest way. It's probably user testing. I love doing those. Kind of seeing great. the product through their eyes. And yeah. Your eyes. Yeah, it's really fun. That's awesome. So um, I don't have any other questions. Do you have any other questions? Uh, I don't think I have any other questions. Okay. Do you Do you have anything else that you want to tell the rest of the world? This is your yeah. chance. The, there's. I think there's. I think we have six followers on SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All six. I think two of them are us. <sighs> And three yeah, of them are maybe I'll do it, accounts. and then we can have seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, contrary to Patrick's opinion, Star Wars was great. So I'd I didn't like say to throw that bad. out there. I didn't say it was bad. You said it was not great, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was bad. Yeah, she's saying it's great. It's she great. disagrees with you. And you guys are trying to go with the controversial podcast here, aren't you? Sorry. Yeah. That's how we get the we'll clicks, man. We'll have a whole other podcast about Star <laughs> Wars. To Star it's going to be like three hours long, too. Uh-huh. Uh, a weekly podcast. About as long as that horrible movie was. <laughs> oh, now it's horrible? Oh, now it's bad. It I didn't from, say it was bad. You just said it was horrible. I know. I didn't say it was bad. It's not great and it's horrible, but it's not bad. I think horrible is worse than bad. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, though, um, I would probably, like, one thing for people coming out of a boot camp school who are looking for a job, like, and it's one thing that a lot of people told me when I was interviewing and I couldn't, it took me almost four months to find a job out of my boot camp. <clears throat> and like, you know, a lot of times you just want to give up. You're like, nobody wants to hire me, you know? And at first, like I was just getting rejection letter after rejection letter and it was frustrating. And I talked to a lot of people who were like, just like, whatever you do, don't give up, like keep, keep pushing. And, and so that's probably the advice I would give people coming out of a boot camp school is, you know, keep, keep working on projects and keep, you know, keep up your skills and just keep applying and, and you'll find something eventually. Yeah. And no, I think that's good advice for anybody yeah. in any Thank profession. You your dreams. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming out and hanging with us. Yeah. So Andy, we had a great interview with, uh, with Ashley. Um, just started in the design field I, I feel the same like when she was talking about being scared when like an engineer asked her a question yeah like anytime i've started a new job i get that i get mm -hmm. that feeling like oh i don't know how to answer this question <laughs> um but uh based on the uh based on the the interview what did you what, what was a couple of takeaways what did, you, what did you learn yeah so i think like one thing that really stood out to me is um she has a mentor um and i think her mentor she mentioned him a lot I'm not sure if it's he or she, but she mentioned her mentor a lot. Like she was able to um, ask, ask her mentor a lot of questions and figuring out how to become a better designer through her mentor. So um, a, a huge thing that I think helped her out is having that mentor. So um, you may not be in a situation where you have one, but as she said, you can try to reach out and find one somewhere else. We, we have our, our product hive community here. That's a, a way you can do that. But I think um, having a mentor and have somebody that can teach you um, the the right way to do um, to design a product is it, huge when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think um, something that I 
that I found that was really important that, or that I heard that was really important was, um, was her learning to use her soft skills, learning how to, um, talk to developers, as you said, learning how to, um, talk to her mentor and ask her mentor the right questions. Um, so she also, she can use all of those, those soft skills to learn how to communicate and do her job the best way. You know, we talked about how designers, um, we want to be alone, but the best designers are the ones <laughs> that communicate. Um, so I think, um, developing those skills to be able to communicate is huge for, um, a brand new designer. Yeah. I think that was probably my biggest takeaway is that when you're in school or you're learning design, however you're learning design, whether it's a boot camp or a university, like I don't think it matters really. The one thing that you're missing essentially is that is is that collaboration, that uh, cross-functional collaboration. I think you collaborate with other designers, but you don't collaborate with other people with different points of view. Yeah. And so um, I think that's probably the biggest thing like any junior designer is going to go through when they first get a job is realizing that uh, the design is a very collaborative um, effort. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. It's like you have all of this feedback from all over the place and you have to be able to uh, communicate that feedback and communicate it properly back to the people that are, are providing you feedback. Um, and then you also have to consider all of that, weigh it all out, make the decision, see where you're going to go with all that information. Um, she kind of talked about that too. And then just learning how to ask the right questions, um, which I think is is a, a really big thing that I don't know if you can be taught that like that's like a real like get in it like I can only teach you like if you're if I'm teaching you how to drive a stick shift daddy right like yeah. you're my 15 year old son and I'm trying to teach you how to drive a stick shift like I can show you the technical side of like how to use it how to drive it we can go over to the church parking lot spin around a little bit but until you actually drive up a hill where there's a stop sign on a hill, like that's really where you're going to learn how to drive a stick shift is right there. Because you think, have that pressure, right? Yeah, because you've got the pressure. you got a car behind you and you yeah. know the thing's going to roll back and you've got to, you know, you got to do all this stuff and they have to, it has to work right. And so um, I think that's when it all kind of comes together and you have that moment of real learning. Like you can get all the learning down, but as soon as you work with a development team and uh, they give you feedback and there's a deadline and you're getting – like she talked about getting uh, like all these projects coming at her from different directions almost. It's not just one linear project you're working at a time. Like you just have to do it. Right? Yeah. And you just, and you learn from it and you move on. Yeah. That's a good point. I think um, learning how to ask the right questions um, is huge. And as you said, it's not really something that can be taught, but what I think what you're saying is like um, it's a skill that you're going to learn under pressure by like, you're going to learn the right to ask the right questions by just asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Right. And then um, you'll eventually get the right answers and learn from that. I think. Well, and you're going to fail too. You're going to ask yeah. dumb questions. Yeah, exactly. That don't make any sense. And you're going to look like an idiot. And like, even today, like we, I mean, I think it's, I think that still happens, but, um, you mean you look like an idiot today? Yeah, probably every day. Okay. Yeah. I think I would, I would agree. Would with you that. agree with yeah. that? I think it's a, I think it's a proper <laughs> assessment. <laughs> Um, any, any other thoughts, any other parting thoughts? Um, I, I think that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a really great interview. Uh, uh, super insightful. I think it'd be really nice to talk to more junior designers because I kind of find junior designers, uh, intriguing in some way. Like, I, I don't know. I think they're just, they have such a different point of view than, yeah, they have a really, mine. a really fresh perspective. Yeah. Um, 
You're just yeah. so old. You've been doing this too long. Just man. old. I haven't been doing this that long, but I am old. So that's true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you got any feedback on the podcast um, or hit us up on the podcast, ask us any questions. We'll try to get to your questions, maybe answer them on the podcast or at least answer them on Twitter. Uh, but you can hit our Twitter account. It's at design much. It's design underscore much, um, which I keep forgetting too. Uh, and you can follow us there, ask us questions on there, or DM, uh, DM us. You don't have to follow us to DM us, too. But yeah, hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We'd really love your feedback. So hit us up uh, anywhere, SoundCloud, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, we'll be out there. So talk to you later. Stay warm out there, folks. Thank you for listening to Design Much. It's been real, fam. <laughs>